0: Let's start with the reading of Ruth. Vamos a estar en el libro de Ruth, que es cuatro capítulos. So no sé qué tanto vamos a durar ahí, pero I never know when we start. But I always know we're there a lot longer than I originally thought we were going to be. That's always the case. Siempre que es el caso es, no sé tanto tiempo vamos a estar en un cartel libro, Pero siempre estamos ahí más tiempo que pensía. But that's always good to spend time in the word so we understand it. Tomar tiempo en la palabra de Dios para que podamos entenderlo. So today and next time we meet, we're gonna really deal with judges to understand context. Vamos a estar en, en el libro de jueces nomás para entender el contexto. Porque no vamos a entender o ver tan, uh, la luz en el libro de Ruth, y no tenemos la oscuridad en Jueces. We will not understand the light in Ruth if we do not understand the darkness in Judges. O <coughs> qué tan bueno es el Señor en Ruth, en Ruth, y no tenemos qué tan malo es el hombre en Jueces. So we're going to read. <coughs> some passages of Judges that if you read during family devotion with your kids, you might get in trouble. ¿Vamos a leer unas partes de jueces que hables en tu tiempo de devotional con tus niños? ¿Tienes niños pequeños? Van a venir una preguntas. They will be surprised what is in the Bible. Se van a sorprender a veces lo que está en la Biblia. So, first, let's go to Ruth. Vamos al libro de Ruth. And while we, uno. I'm going to read verse one, and then we're going to jump into Judges after we talk a little introduction. Then después nos vamos a brincar dentro de jueces <clears throat> después de una introducción. So if you come to your feet, Ruth chapter one, Ruth capítulo uno, versículo uno, Ruth chapter one, starting with verse one. In the days when the judges ruled, there was a famine in the land. So a man from Bethlehem and Judah, together with his wife and two sons, went to live for a while in the country of Moab. En el tiempo en que los <coughs> cadíos uh, goblinaban uh, en el país, hubiera allí un época de hambre. Entonces, un hombre de Belén, de Judá, emigró a la tierra de Moab, junto con su esposa y sus dos hijos. All right, you may be seated. Tom, puedes tomar asiento. Uh, we're going to focus on the days of the judges, los días de los jueces. Y como dijo, necesitamos entender jueces para entender Ruth. But we're not going to preach all of Judges. I'm just going to preach really one story in Judges. Voy predicando más una historia en el libro de jueces, pero va a tomar dos domingos. It's going to take two Sundays to get through it. We're going to get about close to halfway, and then we'll pick it up again next time we meet. Y so, cuando empezamos el libro de jueces, pues nos recordamos en la cronología de Israel, if we think about Israel's timeline. Israel has been liberated by God from Egypt. Their leader was Moses. During the exodus, Ezra ha sido liberado por Dios de Egipto, su líder fue Moisés durante el Exodus, They were led by God with Moses in the crossing of the Red Sea on dry ground. Fueron conducidos por Dios con Moisés el cruce del mar rojo en tierra seca. Then we, they, they come to the land which God had promised them, the promised land which is the land of Canaan. la tierra que Dios les había prometido, la tierra prometida, que es la tierra de Canaan. Remember, the generation that did not believe God would fulfill this promise. This is the generation that left Egypt. So God sent them to wander the desert for 40 years until that generation died. Recuerda que esa generación que salió de Egipto no creó... Que Dios iba a cumplir su promesa, por lo que Dios los envió a a a vagar por el desierto durante 40 años, hasta que esa generación murió. So that generation died, esa generación murió en el desierto. But then God raises up a new leader named Joshua to lead this generation of Israel that is coming now out of the desert. Entonces Dios levantó un nuevo líder. Llamado Josué para liderar esta nueva generación de Israel que está saliendo del desierto. So, this new generation of Israel, with their new leader, come to the promised land, which is the land of Canaan. Unlike their ancestors, they believe in God's promises and cross the river Jordan on dry ground. Esta nueva generación de Israel, con su nuevo líder, Vienen a la tierra prometida, que es la tierra de Cananá. La diferencia de sus antepasados es que ellos creen las promesas de Dios y cruzan el río Jordán en tierra seca. Then God gives them victory over the Canaanites to give them the promised land. Dios los da la victoria sobre los, los uh, cananeos para darles la tierra prometida. They move in, but do not completely drive out the Canaanites as God had commanded them. Etran por, pero no expulsan completamente todos los que están en esa tierra como Dios los había ordenado. Then we come now to the time of judgment. Ya llegamos aquí al tiempo de los jueces. Después que Josué falleció. Mas, uh, you know, Josue, pero todo su so now we're at the third generation of Israel. generación de Israel después de salir de This third generation now that's come out of Egypt it is the time of the judges. So ya los doce tribus de Israel en la prometida. Cada tribu su área, su suya. So the twelve tribes of Israel are now in the Promised Land, and each one is their own you know, uh, neighborhood or plot of land. No hay un rey. There is no king. Y pues vamos a ver que se portan en un momento como no hay un Dios también. They act like there's no, there's no king, but we'll see here shortly. They act like there's no God. So the time of judges was a period of 350 years. El tiempo de los jueces fue un, un periodo de 350 años. Now, there's a cycle in the book of Judges. If you read the entire book, there's a very clear cycle in the book of Judges. It was a cycle of conquest where God would give them victory over their enemies. And then that would come with peace. Era un tiempo, en el tiempo de los jueces fueron un periodo de 350 años, pero era un ciclo de conquista Donde Dios los dará victorias sobre sus enemigos, pero en se, también era un, un tiempo de paz. So there's conquest. Dios los dio victorias contra sus enemigos. But then there would be a time of compromise, where they would intermarry with their Canaanite neighbors. They never completely drove them out. They would adopt their customs, religion, and culture. Luego vendría un momento de compromiso en el que se casarían con sus vecinos, a los que nunca expulsaron por completo, adoptaron los costumbres, religión y cultura de ellos. So, conquest, compromise, and then lastly, chaos. Then there would be a time of chaos where God would then give them up to their sinful culture. Due to their relationships with the Canaanites, God would give them up to their enemies in judgment. Entonces será un tiempo de caos, donde Dios luego los entregue, entregaría a la cultura pecamanosa, debido a sus relaciones con ese pueblo. Dios los entregará a sus amigos en el juicio. But then God would hear their cries again, cries for mercy, and God would raise a judge to free them. And the cycle of, comprom- of conquest, compromise, and chaos will repeat itself again. Entonces Dios escucha, escuchara sus gritos de me, para misericordia, y Dios por su misericordia levantaría un juez otra vez para liberarlos y el ciclo de con- Eucuista, compromiso y caos se repetirá nuevamente. That's why we hear this phrase in Judges repeated. Escuchamos esta frase uh, que, que se repita en el libro. In those days, Israel had no king. Everyone did as they saw fit. La frase que se repite en el libro de jueces es en aquellos días Israel no tenía rey. Cada uno hizo lo que mejor le pareció. So, Judges is written to show what happens to a people who have no spiritual leadership and no law, especially from God. Jueces se escribe para mostrar lo que sucede cuando un pueblo que no tiene liderazgo espiritual, no tiene rey, y también no hay un ley. Específicamente un ley que viene de Dios. So let's read Judges chapter 2, and then we'll jump in uh, to some verses in verse uh, chapter 19. Vamos a jueces, capítulo 2, versículo 7, and I'm going to read all the way to 19, which kind of just says uh, what I just explained. Que nomás, you know, uh, explica, pues enseña lo que acabamos de explicar sobre los jueces. <clears throat> So I'm going to read Judges chapter 2, 7 through 19. The people served the Lord through the lifetime of Joshua and of the elders who outlived him and who had seen all the great things the Lord had done for Israel. Joshua, son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, died at the age of 110. And then they buried him in the land of his inheritance at Timnath, Hedais, in the hill country of Ephraim. (coughs) north of Mount Gash after that whole generation had been gathered to their ancestors. Another generation grew up who knew neither the Lord nor what he had done for Israel. Then the Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord and served the Baals. They forsook the Lord, the God of their ancestors who had brought them out of Egypt. They followed and worshiped various gods of the peoples around them. They aroused the Lord's anger because they forsook him and served Baal and the Asherites and the Asherahs. In his anger against Israel the Lord gave them into the hands of raiders, who plundered them. He sold them to the hands of their enemies <clears throat> of their enemies all around, whom they were no longer able to resist. When Israel went out to fight, the hand of the Lord was against them, to defeat them. Just as he had sworn to them, they were in great distress. Then the Lord raised up judges who saved them out of the hands of all these raiders. Yet they would not listen to to their judges, but prostituted themselves to other gods and worshiped them. They quickly turned from the ways of their ancestors who had been obedient to the Lord's commands. Whenever the Lord raised up a judge for them, he was with the judge and saved them out of the hands of their enemies. And as long as the judge lived, for the Lord relented because of their groaning under those who oppressed and afflicted them. (coughs) But when the judge died, the people returned to the ways even more corrupt than those of their ancestors, following other gods, serving and worshiping them. They refuse to give up their evil practices and stubborn ways. Y todo el libro de jueces, de jueces es varios historias que son retratos para enseñar explicar el cultura de los judíos durante este tiempo. So each story in Judges is a picture to show what life and culture look like in Israel. En cada historia se pone más feo y más peor que el otro. And each story gets worse and is uglier and worse than the previous one. Llega un punto que no Israel, pero igualmente los jueces son mal. We'll see, get to a point where not, not only Israel, but even the judges are bad. So we're going to land in verse 19 and we're going to look at three scenes. Vamos a leer, uh, estar en, en Jueces capítulo 19 and we're going to really look at three scenes. Que va a ser la primer parte de una historia. It will be the first part of really one story. But we need two Sundays to get through it. And después de terminar entramos en Ruth y vamos a entender en ver la contrasta sobre la cultura, la cultura de Israel y esos dos, tres personas en el libro de Ruth. And as we Finally, get to the end of the story. We'll get about halfway here today, but to the rest. Then we'll go into Ruth, and we will compare and contrast the people and judges versus two or three people in Ruth. And all of it will really show God is faithful, and God keeps His promises. And we need a king, and we need law. Law from God. Vamos a ver que necesitamos, uh, you know, un rey y que tan bueno es el Señor Dios, que él siempre es fiel, cumple a sus promesas, y que nosotros sí necesitamos un rey, necesitamos ley, en la ley pacífica que viene de Dios. So, verse ni- chapter 19 of Judges, verses 1. I'm going to read 1 through 10, and then we're going to highlight some things and move to scene number 2. Scene number 1, we're going to cover a Levite. His woman, his property. Uh, primer primera uh, cosa que vamos a ver en estos versículos es un levita, su mujer y su propiedad. So verses, uh, chapter 19, verses 1 through 10. Capítulo 9, versículos 1 hasta 10. All right. En la época en que no había rey en Israel, un levita que vivía en una zona remota de la región mantenosa de Efraín tomó como concubina a una mujer de Belén de Judá. Pero ella le fue infiel y le dejó, volviendo volviendo doce a la casa de su padre en Belén de Judá. Había estado allí cuatro meses cuando su esposo fue a verla para convencerla de que uh, de que regresará. Con él llevó a un creído suyo y dos ansos, ansnos. Ella lo hizo pasar a la casa de su propio padre, quien se alegró mucho de verlo. Su suegro, padre de la muchacha. Lo convenció de que se quedara, y él se quedó quedó con él tres días, comiendo, bebiendo y durmiendo allí. Al cuarto día, madrugaron, y él se dispuso a salir, pero el padre de la muchacha le dijo a su yerno, Repon, uh, repon tus fuerzas con algo de comida, luego podrás irte así como se sentaron y comer y a beber los dos juntos. Después el padre de la muchacha le pidió, por favor, quedarte esta noche para pasarle bien. Cuando el levita se levantó para irse, su suergo le insistió, de tal manera que se vio obligado a quedarse allí esa noche. Al quinto día, Madrugó para irse, pero el padre de la muchacha le dijo, Reponen tus fuerzas, espera hasta la tarde así que los que los dos comieron juntos. Cuando el hombre se levantó para irse con su concubina y, y su criado, su, su suerdo, que era el padre de la muchacha, le dijo, Mira, Está al punto de es, escurricirse, y el día ya se termina. Pase aquí la noche quedarte para pasarle bien. Mañana podrás madrugar y emprender su cami- tu camino a casa. No queriendo quedarse otra noche, el hombre salió y partió rumbo a Hebus He de sí Jerusalén con sus dos ansos insilados y su concubina. So tenemos un levita. Primero, we have a Levite here first. So the Levite is traveling with a man, servant, and his concubine. Y pues vemos, uh, and he's traveling to Gibeah, refusing to stay in Jebus, where the Canaanite people were. And so, primero, lo que vemos con este, este Levita es that la Levita representa los siervos uh, del templo de Dios. The Levites, they represent what? The servants, the servants of God, the servants in the temple. So they have like a religious status. You know, eran un grupo dentro de Israel a quienes se les dio estatus religioso. Su trabajo era servir el templo como ser sacerdotes cantando, tocando música, sirviendo como guar- uh, guardias y acercando cosas en el servicio del templo. So this group, the Levites, their job was to serve in the temple, to be priests, to sing, play music, serve sometimes as guards and carry things in the temple. This Levite is not practicing monogamy in marriage as described by God in Genesis. If you look at the history of the patriarchs, starting with Abraham, they accepted the marriage practice of their neighbors and did not practice monogamy. Marriage was one person at one time. You never see God, starting with Abraham. Bless this. And throughout the lives of the patriarch, you see the consequences of this practice. Este levita no practica la monogamia en el matrimonio como lo prescribe Dios en Génesis. Si miras la historia de los patriarcos, comenzando con Abraham, aceptarán las prácticas matrimoniales de sus vecinos y no practicaron la monogamia. Matrimonio con una persona a la vez. Nunca ves que Dios bendiga esto. Ya lo largo de la vida de los patriarcos. Ves los consecuencias de esta práctica. The concubine, his concubine, su concubina. She was what we'd call a secondary wife, someone of secondary status in comparison to the first wife. She was primarily served one of two purposes, to either have children, if the first wife was not able to, or just to have more children. Also, for the husband to have sex outside of his first covenant marriage, for his pleasure, not prescribed by God or part of his plan. Ella era una esposa secundaria, alguien que... Uh, de estatus secundaria en comparación con la primera esposa. Si, si le sirvió principalmente para uno de dos propósitos, el primer, tener hijos si la primera esposa no pudo o simplima, simplemente tener más hijos. Segundo, también para que el esposo tenga relaciones sexuales fuera de su primer matrimonio, de pacto. Para su placer, no presc- prescrito por Dios o parte de su plan. So you see, and you will see, she is treated like a piece of property, a possession to be had and used. Ves y verás que es tratada como un propiedad, un posesión para tener y usar. Remember, we're talking about a Levite. Estamos hablando un levita. Notice when there is no spiritual le- leadership or law, uh, that religion and religious leaders are corrupted. Note cuando no hay liderazgo espiritual or no hay ley que religión y los líderes religiosos están corrompidos. Hay corrupción. There is corruption. The Levite is no example of a holy man or a servant of God or a servant of the temple. And we will see, not even as a husband. El levita no es un ejemplo de hombre, santo, como siervo de Dios, o siervo del tiempo. Y los vamos a ver, también no es ejemplo como un esposo. So corrupt religion will have and be led by corrupt religious leaders. La religión corrupta tendrá y será dirigida por líderes religiosos corruptos. Here's another area of sin we see. Otro área del pecado que toca. We see the family and its roles are corrupted. Vemos la familia y sus papeles están uh, corruptos también. Marriages are broken when there are more than one woman in the covenant marriage. Los matrimonios se rompen cuando hay más de una mujer en el matrimonio del pacto. Notice the Levite waited four months until he went to go look for this other woman. It was He was not concerned until he needed something from her. Note que el levita esperó cuatro meses hasta que fui a buscar la otra mujer. No se preocupó para ella hasta que necesitaba algo de ella. Then we see the concubine was unfaithful to her husband. And ran away to her father's house. Now let's look at the dead for a second. Vamos a ver aquí el padre. The father in this story is more concerned with his image than the life of his daughter. That is why he is possibly very hospitable to the Levite, so he does not what press charges on him or her, even though hospitality is a large part of Israelites' culture. But I think that's why the father was very, very, don't leave, eat, drink, be merry. El padre en esa historia, yo pienso, está más preocupado por su imagen que por la vida de su hija. Eso es porque posiblemente enseña Hospitalidad a este levita, para que no se presenten cargos contra él o ella. <clears throat> Notice the woman leaves with her husband, but it does not say she decided to leave, but that just her father gives her up. Fíjase que la mujer se va con su esposa, pero no dice que ella decidió irse, sino que solo su padre la entregaba. This is a marriage that is not a picture of the gospel. Esto es un matrimonio que no es un retrato del evangelio, which is the purpose of marriage, que es el propósito por el matrimonio. When, one thing we see with a sinful culture, algo que vemos con cultura, lleno de pecado, is the vulnerable and weaker vessels are taken advantage of and used. Those vessels Uh, vulnerables y los los más débiles son aprovechados y uh, utilizados. The way society treats children and women, its most vulnerable people groups, says a lot about their values. La forma en que que un sociedad trata a los niños y a las mujeres, sus grupos de personas más vulnerables dice mucho sobre sus valores. We see in periods of Israel's depravity, and you'll see it in Judges. You see the sacrifice of children to other gods, and you will see Israel's abuse of women. En los perdores de depravación de Israel, vamos a ver el sacrificio de niños a otros dioses, y verás el abuso de los mujeres por parte de Israel. I think that's why James says in chapter 1, verse 27. Yo pienso porque Santiago dice en capítulo 1, versículo 27, religion that our God, that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless, is this: to look after orphans and widows in their distress, and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. La región pura y sin mancha delante de Dios, nuestro Padre, es esta. Atender a los orphanos ó- y a los viudas en sus aflicciones y conservarse limpio de la corrupción del mundo. Let's move on to scene two. No hospitality sin hospitalidad. The Levite got hospitality, remember, with his concubine's father. So recuerde que la vida recibió hospitalidad por medio el padre de su esposa, el padre de concubina, concubina. Now he's not going to get hospitality. But remember, the hospitality was for a reason, not in obedience to God's word. La hospitalidad que enseñó el padre no era por la obediencia a la palabra de Dios, pero por su imagen, no por los razones santos, not for righteous or holy reasons. So I'm going to read verses 11 to 20. Voy a leer versículos 11 de 20. I'll read uh, verses 11 to 20 here. <clears throat> One second. Verse 11. When they were near Jabus, and the day was almost gone, the servant said to his master, come, let's stop at this city of the Jebusites and spend the night. His master replied, no, we won't go into any city whose people are not Israelites. We will go on to Gibeah. He added, come, let's try to reach Gibeah, or Ramah, and spend the night in one of those places. So they went on and the sun set as they neared Gibeah and Benjamin. There they stopped to spend the night. They went and sat in the city square, but no one took them in for the night. That evening, an old man from the hill country of Ephraim, who was living in Gibeah, the inhabitants of the place where Benjamites came in, came in from his work in the fields when he looked and saw the traveler in the city square the old man asked <coughs> where are you going where do you come from he answered we are on our way from bethlehem in judah in a remote area in the hill country of from where i live i've been in bethlehem in judah and now i'm going to the house of the lord no one has taken me in for the night we have both straw and fodder for our donkeys and bread and wine for ourselves, uh, ourselves, your servants. Me, the woman, and the young man with us. We don't need anything. You're welcome at my house, the old man said. Let me supply whatever you need. Only don't spend the night in the square. <clears throat> so we have here now, aquí uh, ahora tenemos pues levita, que está con su y también con su esposa, la esposa secundaria. We see here he's traveling now with his uh, young manservant and then also his uh, concubine, his secondary wife. Y pues no hay hospitalidad en ciudad. There is no hospitality in the city. But remember, at first he, did not, he said, I do not want to go to Jebus because there are no Israelites there primero He probably would have been treated better in that city than where he's treated now. Because in, he's in Gibeah, that is the land of the Benjamites. And so, What we see here is he's in the town, and he says no one took him in. Nadie lo dio lugar donde se podía quedarse. No one gave him room. And pues en esa cultura, uno de los mandamientos de Dios que vino sobre la ley de Dios por medio del tiempo de Moisés es que ellos deben demostrar hospitalidad. Primero a la casa de Israel, segundo, a todos los gentiles, todos que están visitando, que están pasando adentro. And remember the Old Testament law given by God through Moses, they're supposed to show hospitality first and foremost to the house of Israel and then to what all Gentiles and all other people have come through. Paul says that to the church. Pablo dice a esa iglesia, que deben enseñar, estar bien, demostrar honor a todos los de la casa de Dios, hablando de la iglesia specifically. Primero, enseguino a todo el mundo. And lastly, what at all the world. So the Israelites are not obeying God's law. Israel no está obedeciendo la ley de Dios eso porque esos récicos que enfocar enseñar que ellos no están dando o demostrando hospitalidad a su hermano. Algo más, something else we should remember. the Levites were not allowed to possess land. And they depended completely on hospitality of God's people to care for them. A los levitas no se los permitía poseer tierra. Y dependieron de la hospitalidad del pueblo de Dios para cuidar de ellos. You know, from that comes the tide. De eso viene el diezmo. So the Levite had food for his donkeys, his young manservant and his concubine. Only thing he needed was a roof over his head. We see finally another man, not a Benjamite, but someone of the tribe of Ephraim, opens up his home to him. El Levita tenía comida por sus burros, uh, por el joven sirriente y por su concubina. Pero solo necesitaba él un techo sobre sus cabezas. Vemos finalmente a otro hombre, so the sinful culture, there is no brotherhood, concern for neighbor, obedience to God's command to be hospitable. There is a reason in the requirements of, of elders, pastors, and Timothy and Titus, Paul says he must be hospitable. En otro, en una cultura lleno de pecado, no hay fraternidad, preocupación por el prójimo, obediencia a la, al mandato de Dios, de ser, de ense, enseñar hospitalidad. Hay razón en los requisitos requisitos de las, de los, uh, para los ancianos. Dice Timoteo en Atito. Pablo dice que debe ser uh, demostrar hospitalidad. Notice he said, Do not spend the night in the square. It was evening and night was approaching. Fíjate que él dijo que no pases la noche en la plaza. Era tarde y la noche se acercaba. Let's go to our last and final scene. We're going to read verses 21 to 30. Voy a leer versículo 21 hasta el 30. Dinner interrupted by wicked men of the neighborhood. Cena interrupida por hombres malvados del barrio. Marie 21 to 30. And then we will wrap up. Versículo 21 hasta 30. So he took him into his house and fed his donkeys. And after they had washed their feet, they had something to eat and drink. While they were enjoying themselves, some of the wicked men of the city surrounded the house, pounding on the door. They shouted to the old man who owned the home, the house, bring out the man who came to your house so that may, so that we may have sex with him. The owner of the house went outside and said to them, no, my friends, don't be so vile since this man is my guest. Don't do this outrageous thing. Look. There is my virgin daughter and his concubine. I will bring them out to you now, and you can use them and do, what, do to them whatever you wish. But as for this man, don't do such an outrageous thing. But the man would not listen to him. But the men would not listen to him. So the man took his concubine and sent her outside to them. And they raped her and abused her throughout the night. And at dawn they let her go. At daybreak, the woman went back to the house where her master was staying, fell down at the door, and lay there until daylight. When her master got up in the morning and opened the door of the house and stepped out to continue on his way, there lay his concubine, fallen in the doorway of the house. With her hands on the threshold, he said to her, Get up, let's go. But there was no answer. Then the man put her on his donkey and set out for home. When he reached home, he took a knife and cut up his concubine limb by limb into 12 parts and sent them into all the areas of Israel. Everyone who saw it saying saying to one another, such a thing has never never been seen or done, not since the day of the Israelites came out of Egypt. Just imagine. We must do something, so speak up. Some quick points here. <clears throat> Dinner interrupted. Cena interrumpida. This is very similar to the event in Genesis 19, the sin of Sodom, which has reached a point where Israel has become like Sodom. Esto es muy similar al evento en Génesis 19, el pecado de Sodoma, los cuales han llegado a un punto, un punto en el que Israel se ha convertido como Sodoma. The city of Sodom throughout the Old and New Testament is shown as an example of depravity and the judgment of God. La ciudad de Sodoma a lo largo del Antiguo y Nuevo Testamento se muestra como un ejemplo de la tribulación y el juicio de Dios. 2 Peter 2:6, 2 6, segundo Pedro de 2 says, If he condemned the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah by burning them to ashes and made them an example of what is going to happen to the ungodly. Además, condenó a las ciudades de Sodoma y Gomorra y los relujó a como ejemplos del, 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 uh, del Dios uh, en ser juez. <coughs> Excuse me. So notice the owner of the house. He's thinking he's doing the right thing here to protect the hospitality of his guests. He offers up his daughter and the Levite's concubine. Notice he does not offer up the young male servant even though they ask for a man not a woman. This says a lot about the value of the young man versus the value of the young women in this culture. El dueño de la casa pensando que está haciendo la correcto para proteger La hospitalidad de su de, de este este levita ofreció a su hija y la concubina del de, de levita. Notese que no ofrece al joven sirviente, a pesar de que pidieron un hombre y no una mujer. ese dice mucho del valor del joven, joven del joven hombre. Cuando se compara el valor de las mujeres en esta cultura. <clears throat> then he says in verse 24, veamos vers- el versículo 24. You can use them and do whatever you wish. Can also be translated. Do with them as you think is right. En el versículo 24 que dice, puedes usarlos y hacer con ellos lo que quieres. Se puede traducir como, haz con ellos lo que crees correcto. Then we see later, there was no answer. Pero luego vemos que no hubo respuesta. We read in verses 25 to 28. Notice the contrast between the night's rest of the Levite and the night's lack of rest for the concubine. Note el contraste entre el descanso nocturno del Levita y la falta de descanso nocturno de la concubina. In a fallen culture, there's a lack of conscience. See the Levite's lack of concern for her. Get up, let's go. But there was no answer. En una cultura caída, hay una falta de conciencia. Ve la falta de preocupación de levita por ella. Levántate, vamos. Pero no hubo respuesta. Then we see at the end of verse twenty-nine to thirty, go into pieces. yendo a pedazos. You know, in the story of Saul, he cuts an oxen into twelve pieces to call Israel to follow him and Samuel. But this is a person, though. In la historia de Saúl, él cortó un un En doce pedazos para llamarlos a seguir a él en Samuel. Sin embargo, esta vez es un persona. You see many times, they think they're doing the right thing, but they're doing something very wrong. Muchas veces están haciendo cosas que ellos piensan están correctos, pero no, son pecado. It's many times when, and I, I have a thousand examples, but one I, I've, I've run into many times. Tengo muchos ejemplos, uno que he visto muchas veces, Is where the man comes to you. When a hombre viene a ti, casado, married, he says, Bro, I don't know what happened. But I just don't love her anymore. I fell out of love. And I feel the Lord telling me that we need to go our separate ways. He thinks that husband, he has no reason. No tiene razón. He thinks he's doing the right thing. We should be apart. But no, you're doing sin. And that's what we see here. Como un esposo que no tiene razón, y me viene y me dice, pues hermano, pastor, ya no te, ya no tengo amor por ella. Y yo pienso, ya es el tiempo que yo debemos separarnos. Él piensa que está haciendo la cosa bien. La cosa más mejor para ellos dos. Pero no, está equivocado. Es pecado, Eres sin. And that's what we see with these people here. There's, I thinking I'm doing the right thing, but I'm sinning. Pienso que estoy haciendo la cosa bien, obedeciendo, pero no, estoy pecando. So what's the application here? Because this story is going to get worse. Esta historia se va a poner más peor. We're going to stop here because, you know, we'll continue the rest later. Vamos a parar aquí y vamos a continuar el resto de esta historia el domingo, que nos regresamos. This story, like all stories in the book of Judges, is to show how low a people can go when they remove themselves from God and his word. La historia, esta historia, como todas las historias de jueces, es para mostrar cuán bajo puede caer un pueblo cuando se aparta de Dios y de su palabra. Let's review real quickly. Re- uh, Revisimos. In a fallen society that has forgotten God, Marriage is not kept. We see that with the Levite and his concubine. No se mantiene el pacto de matrimonia. Vemos esto con el levita y su concubina. Concubina. A broken society will be made up of broken homes. Un sociedad rota estará formada por hogares rotos. Religion becomes godless and unholy. Religión se vuelve impía Y es impía. We see it with the Levite who has to be set apart, who's supposed to be set apart for service to God and His temple. Vemos esto en la vida que, pues, su llamada es ser apartado por el servicio de Dios y su templo. Another thing we see is sexuality is twisted. Lo vemos con la, uh, lo vemos aquí en los relaciones por medio eh, primero el levita y por medio de los hombres en la ciudad de Gibea. And we see this twisted sexuality, not just in the Levite and his secondary wife, but we see that with the men in the city of Gibeah. Lastly, the vulnerable are used and taken advantage of. Los vulnerables son usados y aprovechados. We see that with the abuse of the concubine and the daughter of the owner of the house. Lo vemos con el abuso de la concubina y la hija del dueño de la casa. What is right and wrong is twisted and very confused. Lo que está bien y lo que está mal está torcido y confundido. For the sake of keeping the law of hospitality, the owner of the house gives up his daughter and the concubine to be abused to keep that law and protect his guests. For the call of justice in the offense to the Levite, which he cuts up into pieces, the people are shocked by the sin against the Levite, not that the Levite cut her up into 12 pieces. They're not shocked by that part. When there is no God, all things are okay, and there is no moral standard or purity. Para pedir justicia en la ofensa de la Levita El cortó en pedazos su esposa, esta mujer. El pueblo no estaba uh, conmocionado por el pecado contra la vida. <coughs> Cuando no hay Dios, todo está bien y, uh, y no hay norma moral. No hay pureza. The question is, well, how does that apply the root into us? ¿Cómo se aplica a root en nosotros? Well, you know, the book of Ruth comes in at the end of this story. The book of Ruth viene alrededor de esta historia. But also the gospel comes in. También el evangelio entra. Also the end of the book of Revelation. El fin del libro de Apocalipsis. The proclamation of the arrival of a king is what we need. A king who saves. A king whose law, where there is perfection. A king in whose kingdom will never end a kingdom in whom all the wicked will be destroyed, and we will live with him forever in eternal peace. This is why we pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. We want and we need a king, but the king must be Jesus. And we need law. We need a word. And Jesus is the word. Aquí vemos cuando en fin de este libro entra... El libro de Ruth que vamos a estudiar, enfocarnos. Pero también aquí entra el Evangelio. Y también el fin del libro de Apocalipsis. La proclamación que ha llegado un rey. El rey que necesitamos. El rey que salva. El rey que su ley es perfecto. Y su reino que nunca va a terminar. Que en su reino va a destruir todo lo que es mal. Y vamos a estar con Él por eternidad en un tiempo de paz que nunca termina. Eso es porque oramos: venga tu reino, hágase tu voluntad. No tenemos ni queremos otro rey, nomás Jesús. Eso es porque es el rey que necesitamos y también necesitamos ley. Y pues la palabra de Dios dice que Él es la palabra. Let's pray. Señor, te doy gracias por tu palabra. Pido, Señor, que nos sigas enseñando más de ti. Que vemos unas cosas muy simples en ese texto. Que nosotros afuera de conocer a ti, Señor, somos perdidos. Lord, that we catch some simple things from this text, that outside of you, we are so lost. Como Israel necesitaba un rey en un ley. Just like Israel, who needed a king and law. Nosotros necesitamos un rey. En ese rey que es perfecto, que es fiel. Que su justicia es santo, es Jesús. But that king that we need, Who's pure, holy, his righteousness is pure, is Jesus. We need God's word. Necesitamos la palabra de Dios. Because apart from God and his word, we are very lost. Afuera de Dios somos perdidos. And that's what we want to see in the text. The man apart from God is evil. Que amor a partido de Dios es lleno de maldad. And that's why we need salvation. Es porque necesitamos salvación. And that's why we celebrate Christ, for he saves us from our sin. Es por celebrar a Jesucristo que nos salva de nuestros pecados. We pray all this in the name of Jesus. <coughs> Amen. Let us sing. <coughs>